What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. David Wiley from the OZ, OkanaganZ.com slash OZ, joining me as he does each week. And uh, David, uh, this is... Um, you know, every person I've talked to uh, in this podcast and my other podcasts, uh, we start the same way. We are living in such a, uh, a strange time right now. Are we ever? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, the whole thing of COVID-19 started off as an inconvenience to, uh, to us donors and not being able to find the right materials to clean our bongs and vaporizers. Uh, you know, but let me tell you, it's no laughing matter now. This is uh, this is definitely something that um, that's a big deal, and I hope that everyone out there is staying healthy and heeding the advice of, uh, of the health authorities. Yes, for sure. And uh, like every other industry, right now, um, the cannabis industry is affected by COVID nineteen. Uh, specifically, uh, when we talk about the retail level, uh, Fire and Flower sent out uh, an email about. Uh, several of their stores uh, being closed right now. A lot of other stores have reduced hours, and uh, that's just in Alberta. Uh, BC is no different, and and the rest of the country, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. These are these are frontline workers, and you know, hats off to them. Uh, anyone that out there that's helping people stock up or get whatever they need, uh, as we're being told to stay indoors. And you know, as, as COVID nineteen spreads. Uh, starting to raise questions about whether or not it's prudent for cannabis retailers to close their doors at this point and uh, maybe rely on delivery services. Um, Canada's biggest weed company, they say yes. On Tuesday, Canopy Growth announced that it was temporarily closing all of its corporate-owned retail stores uh, amid this pandemic. Um, they're, you know, they're following the guidance that's being given by those public health bodies. And uh, Canopy Growth's executive made the decision to temporarily close all of its Tokyo smoke and tweed retail locations across Canada, of which there are 23. They have stores in Newfoundland, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and the Tweed Visitor Centre in Smith Falls, Ontario is closing as well. And their, their rationale is that they want to do their part to flatten the curve by limiting social interactions. And for them, that meant a shift to e-commerce. Um, you know, not every retailer has that ability. Uh, and despite appeals from our Prime Minister to stay home, there are other cannabis retailers that are not following suit, closing their doors. Uh, our provincial cannabis retail store here in BC is BC Cannabis Stores. They said that they are going to remain open. Uh, they put into place a lot of, uh, a lot of policies um, to try and keep customers safe and keep employees safe. That includes cleaning and dis- disinfecting. Uh, frequently touched areas like door handles and cash register countertops, pin pads, those sniff pods that are being used. Um, Spirit Leaf also is staying open. The one here in the Okanagan, well, there are four, but one of those locations uh, is has removed those sniff pods because to them, you know, that's a really, um, that's an area that's, that's touched all the time and they want to make sure that they're doing their best to keep their customers and their employees safe. Yeah, and a lot of uh, the retail outlets have removed paper products um, that can't be uh, disinfected and and things like that. So they are taking, uh, the ones that are staying open are taking uh, enormous uh, steps uh, to make sure that the the staff 
and the customer is protected. I was speaking with John Carl from the Alberta Cannabis Council earlier in this episode, and there was even uh, one store that uh, just had an employee outside opening the doors uh, for all of the customers so they didn't even have to touch doorknobs, which is something that we weren't thinking about three weeks ago. Now, every time I touch a doorknob or a door handle, I'm thinking about who has touched it uh, before me right now. Um, the, you know, the, the one thing, David, is is I, I, I worry about the cannabis stores closing and then what happens? People just go to the black market and, uh, you know, if they don't know somebody in the black market, then you don't know what you're getting. What I think should be happening is cannabis like uh, alcohol should be able to be delivered at this time. Um, you know, there's restaurants, the AJLC in Alberta, uh, is allowing restaurants that are licensed to deliver liquor with their meals. And I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, because listen, people are, are at home, they're isolated. Um, cannabis could be a big help to a lot of people right now, but uh, either the stores are closed in their area or they can't get to them. I, th- I think this is where cannabis delivery, you know, should be fast-tracked so, you know, people can, you know, as, especially people that use this for medicine. This is really changing the way that the world is working and looking at proactive ideas like allowing delivery service is exactly where we should be going. Um, you know, numerous private retailers are staying open and reporting a big spike in sales as people are stocking up. Like you said, this is medicine. And San Francisco is one city that's declared cannabis stores to be an essential service right. among all this. Um, you know, ordering online is an option. But again, you have to go out to collect the package. Canada Post has made changes to its delivery methods as a result of this. And it's not going to be delivering packages to the door anymore that require proof of identity or a signature. And we get it. Canada Post wants to do its best to protect its employees. Um, So now what's going to happen is if you're ordering cannabis in BC, uh, which is delivered by Canada Post, you got to go to the post office to pick it. Um, So for those who are in in isolation because they're sick or they may be or they've come back from travel uh, there's not really much as far as they're as far as they have for options at this point and there's a lot of places uh, that are only or not a lot of places there are some places that are only allowing purchases of under a hundred dollars so you can only use the tap function and uh, cash is being taken out mm. of the uh, of the equation uh, in a lot of transactions so there is a lot being done um, which is uh, obviously socially responsible uh, to make sure that, uh, you know, the employees and the customers and all of us are, are healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And we should continue along those lines too. We want to make sure that, that, you know, that we're healthy. That's something that we've been saying from the start, just in reference to cannabis is that it's not only to get high, but it's to get healthy. And, you know, we, I stand by that. 100 percent um you know speaking of uh, money changing hands and and cash flow which is uh, cash is out of the equation right now in a lot of transactions but uh, th- there could be a disruption um it, depending on how long this goes in the cannabis industry yeah cash isn't something that cannabis producers seem to have a lot of these days and that is definitely something that could become a problem I recently did a story on Valance, and they're an extraction company in Kelowna. And the CEO of Valance made a statement in an an investor call, which he said, cash is king. And uh, at this point, 
LPs don't really have a lot of it. Now, that was before COVID became a thing, but it translates here. And the analyst Graham Kreinler from 8 Capital, he made the point, too, that having cash on hand uh, is going to help companies get through this escalating crisis. They need to have some firm footing to negotiate with suppliers because basic supplies that are needed in this industry are becoming stark. Um, protective gear like masks, uh, those full body suits, they are something that employees who are producing cannabis products have to wear. And they're becoming shorter in supplies. They're going out to um, to first responders and those who are in the medical community in order to protect them as they're helping people. Now, this analyst uh, also says that uh, that companies like Canopy Growth or Kronos Group or Afria, they have some of the strongest cash positions in the industry. And it's going to be a little bit easier for them to deal with this. Uh, unfortunately for a lot of other LPs, uh, they're going to see those resources, uh, you know, a little bit more difficult to come by. And we're also looking at the potential shipping delays, factory shutdowns in China. Uh, and that's where a lot of the vape hardware is being produced. So that could lead to shortages uh, when it comes to those kinds of products. Uh, you know, on the bright side, I guess, if there is such a, such a thing right now, we're not going to see, or not likely to see at this point, any real shortages on flour uh, because the, the regulatory environment is such that it's generally produced here and uh, hopefully we won't see a disruption in the supply chain on that end of things. David Wiley from the OZ joining us for This Week in Cannabis News. You can find them, of course, at okanaganz.com slash OZ. And, um, you know, one of the uh, the uh, fascinating in a, in a bad way, sort of like a, a, you know, can't turn away from a car accident sort of uh, metaphor is uh, what is going on with Aurora Cannabis over, uh, I guess, you know, you can, you can look at... Uh, a year ago, the stock has dropped and their former CEO, Terry Booth, sold over 12 million shares in the last couple of days. Strange things going on with Aurora Cannabis right now. And boy, oh boy, you know, it's in only a short period of time, we've really started to see the rise and fall of some of these cannabis giants. Uh, and, you know, in this environment right now, boy, it's worth uh Everything is falling. The, the Dow and the TSX are just record losses right now. And as people get spooked, it falls further. Now, Aurora Cannabis shares have actually plummeted from over $13 a share about a year ago to under a cent now. And the company's founder, uh, director, and former CEO, yeah, Terry Booth, he's sold nearly 12.2 million shares over the last few days. Uh, and that's two-thirds of his position in the company's equity. So he uh, announced his retirement from the CEO position in February, and uh, the management says that this share sale is actually part of a previously announced transition plan. Um, But boy, does it ever send a message to investors to see that much stock unloaded in this kind of a market? And they're not the only ones. There's another canary in the coal mine, as there always is, and uh, that comes in the form of Tilray. Now, if you could believe this, in 2018, Tilray stock was worth 150 bucks US a share, and today it's trading for 250. Wow! Uh, what a fall! And you know, overall, cannabis stocks have been losing investors' money for a while now, and uh, COVID 19 is not helping matters. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, we won't uh, we won't see too much more um, 
Tarantino, but honestly, is there a basement? I remember a couple weeks back, you asked me how far it might fall, and I said, I don't know. I still don't know. You think that you hit bottom and there's yet another floor below it. Well, yeah, and that, you know, the 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 floor that just dropped out is COVID-19, right? You think you're at the bottom and then, uh, you know, a pandemic, a global pandemic is upon us. And, you know, it's not, it, it, cannabis is, uh, you know, not uh, uh, bulletproof uh, like any other industry right now. And this is just, uh, you know, kicking them when they're down almost. Uh, it's, uh, you know, and, and then there's, you know, talk about, the the glow the the Canadian wide uh, stimulus uh, from the government and whether cannabis <laughs> industry is going to be included in that I mean it just seems like uh, you know the cannabis industry is getting so many lefts they're begging for a right I, I saw on Twitter that BDC was saying basically that they don't serve the cannabis industry yeah. uh, I mean we're talking about a legal industry here in Canada that needs help there are a lot of people that work in this industry that invest in this industry that rely on it. And uh, it's unfair just to leave to leave them out of any kind of aid at this point. For sure. Uh, the, the one thing that we can all do uh, during this time um, as cannabis consumers is be smart about it. I mean, you're not, you're not going to sit there and pick up a drink uh, and share a drink or a cup or a Kleenex with somebody else right now. So don't share your joints or your bongs or your pipes mm-hmm. or your vapes. Um, you know, and, and I know cannabis is a very social culture and we're going to get back to a giant joint circle at some point, <laughs> but it just can't happen right now. We have to be responsible as cannabis users. We do. And the Ontario cannabis store was definitely um, you know, beating on this message saying, don't share joints, vapes, pipes, bongs. Uh, because it does COVID-19 spread through respiratory droplets that are released when you speak, when you cough, when you sneeze, uh, and also left on shared items like forks, glasses, or joints and vapes. Um, so also we've, we're being told to limit our group exposure, um, to wash our hands very often. And this, all this stuff tracks. It's pretty common sense. Um, the Ontario Cannabis Store also says that if you're sick, don't smoke. Uh, it's been re- reported that COVID-19 causes infections in the nose, throat, and lung. Uh, and, you know, smoking cannabis, just like smoking anything, can impact your lung health. So if you're feeling sick, uh, it's, it's good to take a break from, smoke, from smoking or vaping. There are, are other options with cannabis 2.0 products out there right now. And as far as the retail level goes, you, there's good advice coming out of Spirit Leaf, and that's to, uh, to call ahead or check their menu ahead and make sure that they know you're coming in, they can put your products aside, and that way you have to spend less time in the store. And you get in, get what you need, and get out. Yeah, and, and there's uh, several um, uh, retail outlets that use that. Fire and Flower has the Fast Lane. Uh, they're actually giving a discount, I think, on uh, on Fast Lane users. Uh, I've used it plenty of times. Uh, it's easy. You go on their website, find your location, uh, pick your product, uh, order it. You walk in there, and it's ready. You even get to skip the line. It's it's like I use it regularly, so I encourage people to use those sort of things, uh, particularly right now when we want to spend less time interacting with each other unfortunately and less time dealing so you can get in get out uh, dealing with other people and in in person i mean so you get in get out use your tap whatever it is less contact the better now 
this is uh, crazy times and it's very scary. And uh, we've talked about a lot of stories that have a, uh, unfortunately a, a negative uh, connotation to them because of what's going on. Let's end with a positive in that drinks are very, very close to hitting store shelves. Mm-hmm. We've been excited about this for a while yes. and it's, it's good. Good to see, especially with that advice that if you're feeling sick, don't smoke. Right. Well, hey, you got drink options now. So those those long-awaited fizzy drinks are becoming available across the country. Um, I've already seen people picking up a few. You've got uh, every brand right now. Valance has a drink out in Ontario Base Camp. And now Tweed says that its houndstooth and soda are being stocked across the country. So they began shipping to uh, provincial boards and retailers nationwide uh, late last week. And uh, I'm excited to see these. They're they're interesting. Uh, so basically, they left the distribution center on March 11th. And Canopy says that uh, the availability, unfortunately, at this point in time, might be a little low. Uh, you know, it's a rollout of an early product, but you will start to see them through your online stores and your your brick and mortar retail. Uh, like we've said before, check the menu online before you go. If you're looking for something and you want to find it. Check online. See if you can find it first. There's no sense in showing up at a store looking for them or going all over and shopping around the place. That's not what we want to be doing right now. Uh, but as far as the details on these, the tw- the Tweed Houndstooth ones that are coming out uh, are the high CBD. And that's uh, that's generally what we're seeing at the moment. We're seeing more of the high CBD drinks and not so much the THC ones. But uh, it won't take long for those ones to roll out too. And uh, definitely something that I'm, I'm excited for. Uh, we're also starting to see some other edible products come through. Tr- uh, chocolate truffles. Boy, yeah. I haven't got my hands on those. I did. But I have not seen so many positive reviews for a cannabis product um, as these are getting. So something worth trying. Um, you know, it's we're all stuck inside now, right? So yeah. why not get out there and experiment with some new products? Uh, and, and see, uh, you pass the time. I had some of the Edison bites and it was, it was ridiculously good. And, and it was, uh, <laughs> and, and the product, and it worked too. It, it was really, really good. So I, I, uh, encourage people to uh, check some of that stuff out, uh, for sure. The drinks are, I'm, I'm really interested to see, um, you know, what comes out of them? Um, you know, is it, uh, is it going to be, uh, in a bottle and a can, you know, what's going to be the THC percentage and things like that. I know we're going to see, we've heard a lot about fast onset. Uh, so it's really, I'm really encouraged to see that. Uh, I know tea has been THC tea has been making its way through and we'll get mm-hmm. THC mm-hmm. drinks in a little bit, but I think the drinks are going to be a real interesting one, especially with spring summer coming up. Yeah, great, great idea to sit out on your patio and, and have a sip. I've seen them mostly in cans right now. Okay. And that that was one of the, the big problems early on was that they, they they were having trouble with the can and how it interacted with, uh, you know, with, with the THC that was in it. Um, so it looks like they've got that sorted. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I make my own kombucha and add some uh, simple cannabis syrup to it. And it's, it's great. So I've been drinking my own home brew drinks myself. And uh, based on my experience with them, I just can't wait to taste what, uh, what the professionals are doing. Oh, that's a, that's really good. And that's a really good point about uh, doing stuff yourself. Um, uh, you can go buy cannabis oil and chocolate bar 
and it's going to be a lot cheaper in the long run and you have edibles uh, uh homemade at your house uh, you know if you don't want to keep going back to the store to buy pre-made chocolates uh, which are delicious buy a, a a jar of oil and go buy some chocolate bars from your convenience store and you have homemade edibles and there's no no 10 milligram limit right. to your homemade goodies that's for sure yes 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 Sky's the limit Awesome stuff, David. Well, we'll end on a high note, uh, pardon the pun, uh, with the drinks, and hopefully they're <laughs> on their way. Uh, thank you so much for joining me on uh, this episode. Hopefully you and yours are uh, staying safe, and um, you know, uh, day by day we'll get back to normal at some point as long as we're smart about it. Yeah, you bet. And to you and, and all the listeners out there, you know, all, all the best to everyone in these tough times.